Stand by for the Terry Saul Show. Five, roll tape. Four, cue Terry. Three, bring audio up. Two, stand by. One, play intro. Stay tuned for the Terry Soul Show, Soltissimo, on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 and 1220 AM, KSLM. Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. You know, when it comes time to move into a new home, it's time to consider Don Lule Homes. The Lule difference is simply setting the bar for quality service in Salem. Find out today about custom-built new homes. Don Lule Homes offers open floor plans, quality craftsmanship, and over 50 years of excellent experience in new construction. Beautiful homes are coming soon. Call today and ask for Erica at 503-428-6992. Don Lule Homes. Good morning and welcome to the Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. I am your host and I'm so glad that you joined us. Amanda Smith is in studio with us. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing A-OK. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. And Amanda, we have a couple of folks from the Union Gospel Mission, right? We do, we do. You want to do the introductions? Sure. So we have Alina and JP with us. Yeah, hey, happy to be here. How are you guys doing? Good. We're doing well. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for joining us so much. We really appreciate it. Um, One of my sisters, Cynthia, she said that she had heard a little bit about Mm -hmm. uh, the Union Gospel, and she said it was so much more Mm -hmm. than what she had initially thought that it was about. And so we invited you guys in to kind of share with us and our listeners as well. Awesome. Why don't you, you, Alina, tell us a little bit about the Union Gospel Mission, then we're going to get into uh, JP. Well, Union Gospel Mission of Salem has been around since 1953. Our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness for men, women, and children. So um, our men's mission is downtown. Our women's shelter is in Kaiser. We serve around 450 or so meals a day, depending on the time of year. Uh, We have transitional facilities, you know, as well as shelter, emergency shelter, and long-term shelter solutions. We are all about tackling that root cause of homelessness for for our residents, for our guests. How long have you been with Union Gospel Mission? Two years. Okay. JP, you ready? Yes, sir. Let's do this. We're going to tear into you now. All right. Let's go. (laughs) I'm excited. Hang on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Where'd you grow up? Yeah, so uh, I grew up in southwest Louisiana, a small town called Sulphur. My life uh, wasn't always easy. You know, I uh, grew up in a single-parent home. Uh, got addicted to drugs at a really early age. Um, How old are you? Twelve. At 12 years old? When I started smoking pot, right, right. How does that happen for a 12-year-old? Well, you have uh, siblings older than you, and uh, they're into it, you know. So um, my sisters uh, were, you know, hanging out with a a group that uh, was really into, like, punk rock and live performances, you know. So uh, just being uh, in and out of those shows, you know, at such a young age, uh, the influence was there. I started smoking cigarettes, uh, drinking alcohol, smoking pot. At 12 years uh, old? Right. Did that affect your 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 school at all? Uh, you know that's that's funny. Uh, it did and it didn't in certain ways. You know, uh, I was still a pretty good student as far as uh, my grades went uh, when I was present, right? But there was a lot of uh, skipping school in that. You know, in order to go uh, do whatever, you know, smoke pot or drink or did your did your mom know what was going on? You said you you were living with your mom, right? Right, so it was. Did, yeah, did yeah. So, so single parent, yeah, single parent house. So, uh, she she's caught me a couple times, you know, before school, smoking pot, um, where I would just be like outside of the window, yeah, and 
uh, not have it Not the shut. best place to be doing <laughs> right. that, was it? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not really, you know, so uh, probably the whole house smelled like pot, you know, but I, I really didn't uh, <laughs> think of that at that young of an yeah, age, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, you started at 12. Right. All right, take the story from there. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, so I started at 12, um, I carried on with that until about uh, 16, you know, whenever I got my first job at uh, Sonic Drive-In. I was a car hop there, actually the first male car hop in my city. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> like one of the guys on roller skates? Uh, right, only I didn't roller skate. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I stayed on two feet. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was making uh, pretty good money, you know, for a 16-year-old, so... I uh, needed something to spend it on, right? And uh, weed and alcohol just seemed to be too cheap, right? I couldn't do enough for that amount of money. So I really got into uh, opiates at that time, hmm. right? So I started taking prescription opiates um, that weren't actually prescribed to me, but were bought, you know, through uh, the black market. So, yeah, that uh, spiraled into uh, uh, an opiate addiction, right? And, and I would say it was like the genesis of uh, my entire downfall, Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And so you got a job in the oil fields? I did, yeah. Yeah, so that so that's way later. Yeah, yeah, that's that's way later. So I'll keep going uh, from 16. Oh, my apologies. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, so 16, I started uh, doing opiates, you know, and uh, I got well, some friends and I uh, formed a punk rock band, right? So uh, we were playing... Uh, you know, in uh, different skate parks around the city. Um, and then by the time we were like 18, we were playing in bars, you know, that you're allowed to go into, right, in Louisiana. So you can go into a bar at 18. Um, we were playing uh, for the bar itself, right? So so in that, we were able to uh, get alcohol for free, right, for our set. So, uh, so at that point, you're living the fast life. I'm living the fast life. That's okay. right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Th- things are going really quick. Yeah, so... So by this point, you know, uh, 18, 19, I've experimented with everything, you know, from uh, psychedelics, you know, to ecstasy, uh, blow and marijuana, you know, all of it um, I had already done and was into. Um, So, yeah, living fast, you know, uh, that didn't last very long. You know, by the time I was 22, I was just too addicted to drugs, too eaten up to really even play drums or get along with anybody. Or I might have actually got along with a lot of people, but, you know, I don't think that they really liked me because I was just... (laughs) Right, I was right. I was really just a donkey, right, uh, by that point. Right. So uh, At that uh, point, what was your drug of choice at 22? Uh, heroin, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, heroin, for sure. Yeah, so um, so I met a girl and uh, got her pregnant uh, within, like, three months, you know, and then I had my son uh, when I was 22. Okay, that's my first child, right? So then uh, working, 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 you know, we're kind of in a toxic relationship, right, and then uh, 25 comes about, and I'm still full-blown heroin addict, okay? Uh, or, you know, whatever type of opiate, whether it be uh, heroin, Oxycontin, uh, Dilaudid, whatever I could get my hands on, right? Okay, so at that point, you're, you're, you're using drugs. Are you still playing the role of daddy, or were you out of the picture at that as, point? No, no, I'm in the picture, yeah, yeah. I'm playing role as daddy uh, the best I can. Okay. Right, so um, I'm really working a lot. You know, I guess that was really my role as a dad, you know, was I had to, like, work a lot while their mother uh stayed and watched them uh or my it was it was my son and and stepdaughter at the time right you know so it would have been uh the mother my son's 
first daughter with a different dad, you know. So anyway, um, anyway, so yeah, so I was always working a lot, you know, I had to make all this money, right, that was really going to nowhere, right, to pay our bills, to get the diapers, to get the food, and then to survive. the rest, right, right, and then the rest went to drugs, right, so it was always playing catch-up, we were always playing catch-up, you know, uh, a lot of stress in there, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, which turned into a lot of arguments, you know, which turned into resentment, you know, um, at, at any point during that time, did you ever feel that, hey, I need to get clean. I've got a child here. I got to take No, care. no, not once. Okay. No, no. Actually, it's kind of funny. My whole thought, because I, I remember, you know, being conscious of, uh, you know, the act of conception, right? And being like, oh, yeah, that might be a good idea to have a kid. And then it would straighten me out, right? But, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Didn't work uh, Yeah, no. I think things actually got worse from there. So, uh, you know, with the stress, once you pile the stress on. Sure everything yeah. yeah yeah things get a lot worse mm -hmm. so you know yeah so that turned uh you know into arguments and that turned into resentment right so we're always fighting she ended up cheating on me uh with a lot of guys you know so uh i really that was that was a point where i was like okay well i've got to leave and this is where colorado comes in okay you know so i've got to leave maybe we can move out of this environment into something new and uh start over right so moved to colorado uh was in the oil field uh doing industrial radiography right this is like you know 24 25 something like that fort um, collins Fort Collins, Colorado. Got it. Right, right. Yeah. So we move over there. Well, you know, I like I have a saying that, you know, uh, they say, how can you move somewhere and then just pick up drugs, like find something like that? You know, but I have a saying that I like that say, well, well, it's only zebras that can read their own stripes. Right. So whenever I got to Fort Collins, Colorado, it was nothing to pick up a heroin addict. Right. Right. So I immediately started uh, pointing them out, meeting them, making friends, for lack of better term. Right. right? And, uh, yeah, uh, got into drugs there. And now I'm working for the oil field, so I'm making a lot of money. So were you, were you by yourself, or did you have your daughter, or so your son, and your uh, ex? And the mother of my kids. Yeah, yeah. So so I started out alone, right, and then uh, built up. In Colorado. Uh, in Colorado, right, okay. right, and then built up. You know, but it was it was agreed, hey, I'll go out there. I'll build this, I'll get a place, and then you can move out, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. So eventually they move out. I go back to Louisiana. They move out there with me, right? And then um, I'm still doing heroin, uh, trying to actually hide it, you know, but it's just, it's something so hard to hide. So eventually, you know, she finds out and then she starts doing it with me, you know. So we're all doing it together now at this point. Nothing's changed. Um, End up losing the uh, place that we had. Uh, she moved back to Louisiana, um, and I stayed in Colorado, right? Uh, finished kind of working, making money, and then moved back down to Louisiana. Uh, was down there for like nine months. So you were going back and forth. I was going back and forth at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to figure something out, right? Trying to figure something out, you know? Uh, really, really just uh, 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 everything was off the cuff, you know? So um, uh, so I moved back. I'm doing scaffolding now for like nine months, you know, uh, trying to make it there, and then I get a call back to... You're doing, you're doing scaffolding, and you're, and you're using drugs? That can't be very safe. Right, no. No, no. Are we well, talking scaffolding way up in the... We're talking way up in... Yeah, yeah. I think, what the hell's uh, wrong with you? We were building scaffolds in uh, boilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the middle of summer in Louisiana. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was tough. And I was on 
heroin. You yeah. don't think properly. You don't think of those Man. things. You don't think properly. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, so if I fall 14 flights, I'll just get back up and climb up again. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, something, yeah, yeah I'll just <laughs> tie myself off or whatever, you know, and hang there for a little bit. So, yeah, um, so we're doing scaffolding, you know, and then I get a call back to Colorado. And whenever I get a call back to Colorado, um, I'm supposed to have a job set up, right? Well, uh, this, uh, I get back to Colorado and... My boss is uh, is actually not answering his phone. That's not a good sign. Right. That's scary. Right, right, from this point. Yeah, so that is the start of me being homeless. Okay. okay. Yeah. We, uh, we're going to take a, a break at this point right now. We'll be back with more uh, with JP. Um, you're listening to the Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM, 1220 AM. We are KSLM. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up. More in a minute. Stick around. Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. Are you in the market for a new car? Well, if so, I encourage you to do what I do. Head down to Lule's Car Connection. Lule's has been selling quality vehicles for over 30 years. Lule's brokers any new vehicle selling within dealer invoice. Check this out. Lule's has financing with most major lenders and credit unions. So do what I do. Stop by Lule's Car Connection located at 2055 Mission Street in Salem and tell them Saltissimo sent you. Lule's Car Connection. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. For car insurance, get the very best coverage with State Farm agent Teresa Lule in Salem. State Farm keeps you and your family covered with great auto insurance. That's also a great value. Visit online at TeresaLule.com or on Facebook. Better yet, stop in the offices at 890 Commercial Street Southeast in Salem or call 503-378-1100. Back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. You're listening to the Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. Welcome back to the Terry Saul Weekend Show. Today we are talking with uh, Elena and JP from the Union Gospel Mission. On our last segment there, we were talking about the fact that you were in Colorado, um, you were doing heroin. Right. Okay. And all of a sudden, you find yourself homeless. Right. What happened? 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, just just a quick recap. Uh, I got called back to Colorado after working in scaffolding for nine months. Right. Um, in Louisiana, and and I really wanted to be out in Colorado after after tasting that. You know, it's a beautiful state. Um, I love it. I was at I the lived foot- there seven years in Denver. It's it's uh, incredible. Oh, it's great. The foothills are just just fantastic. But you better be a Bronco fan. Uh, I'm a Saints fan. Oh, who dat? Oh, who dat? That's, uh, that's why you got chased out of Colorado. That could be it. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. So, yeah, yeah. So I show up to Colorado, you know, with a, a promise for jobs, right? Jobs were supposed to be picking up. Well, I'm, it was around that time, you know, that, that the oil market had crashed, right? But it was kind of starting to pick up. But then things uh, began to fell off. Well, yeah, whenever I get back, uh, boss is not answering his phone. So now I'm just kind of stuck in Colorado with nothing to do. So uh, the friend that I was with was actually real, and, and he'll remain anonymous, but uh, was uh, shooting up crystal meth at the time. Hmm. Wow. Right, right, right. So I was, even though I had done so much and experimented with um, really every drug by this point, you know, meth was uh, least on the list of something that I would do recreationally, Why? Why? right? Well, it, it, I just never liked the way it made me feel. It would just okay. uh, 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 fill me with uh, jitters, you know, and make me anxious and, and paranoid. Um, but it was just something about, uh, I guess, the time, you know, feeling like, you know what, I bet it was, I just felt like a loser. I bet that's what it was, you know. Uh, by this point, um, I kind of skipped over, you know, uh, catching the mother of my kids uh, cheating on me, right? So... Uh, she was with uh, uh, multiple other suitors, you know, um, that I had uh, uh, caught her with, you know, uh, in the act with, right? So I felt like, okay, well, if we moved out to Colorado, right, we, we could just start over. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just felt like a loser, you know, like all of that was going on. Uh, I could never uh, get my act together uh, long enough you know, to, to do things right, to be clean, uh, to be a good father, you know, it's a big shame cycle, really, you know, it's a huge shame cycle. Um, then now I move out to Colorado, uh, uh, put everything I have, you know, into this one shot that fell through. Um, so my buddy offered me meth. I did it. And, uh, yeah, it just got worse from there. So were you working at that point? I wasn't. No, no, he could because he's not answering my phones, right? So, so how are you paying for the for the drugs? I uh, he sold it. He was selling it. Okay. So it was, he was selling it to you. It, no, no, no. He was selling it. So I was his friend, and it was all just for free. Okay, got it. Right, right, right. He would just get you know uh, large quantities and uh, just have so much to to spare. So um, anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, we move forward. Uh, with me being on meth now, you know, and I'm picking up, I'm picking up like little part-time jobs, you know, like uh, landscaping or something, but none of it was really uh, real or stable. Um, and then uh, in that, you know, uh, we start, in my complacency, I would say, you know, in my complacency, he started uh, 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 getting upset with me, and then we were in arguments, you know, and then he drops me off at a homeless shelter. Um, and says, like, dude, I just can't do this anymore, you know, so drops me off at a homeless shelter. That's the beginning 
of me being homeless. Now I'm on the streets. I'm scared. Um, I don't know how life has has got to this point. You know, um, you have no family around you. With I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado. I've got absolutely yeah. nobody. I'm just in a foreign land yeah. with foreign people and a lifestyle that I have always thought uh, I would never be in. You know, I would never be around these people. Um, I would never, and I'm saying these people right now, you know, um, I would never be around these people. Like, I was not like this. Um, did you ever contemplate suicide? I'm sure that I did. Right, right. But, I mean, it was just a thought, you know. I don't know. I, w- I would like to think that everybody else may, it may cross their mind at some point. But uh, maybe it's just, like, so normal. Okay. You know, okay. to me, okay. that, that it seems like, you know, like well, like everybody would, of course, you know, everybody would think of suicide, right? Or um, everybody would think of, you know, like like the suffering, like, yeah, but the suffering's just part of life, right? You know? Um, so, yeah, I probably have thought of suicide before, uh, but w- would never, act would never it. act on it. Yeah, no, no, not at all, you know. Especially uh, if you're a daddy. Exactly, yeah. I, I know that I have, you know, uh, uh, children that, that need me, you know, I know that I have uh, a mother and a father that love me. You know that now, but at the time you didn't know that, that your children needed you, did you? Right. Uh, it's, I, I did. I, like in, in deep in my heart and my soul, you know, yes, I think that's the instinct of every father to know that, right? Like that my kids need me, but the drugs just have a way of taking a hold of you okay that so none of that matters at, pick it up from he dropped you off at a homeless shelter right okay you walked into the front doors and what happened right so um i just uh survival instinct kicked in i just started talking to people and then i just started learning Did how that to help? survive yeah yeah learning how to survive uh how did how did you get off the drugs how did you stop with the drugs Oh, uh, well, I was, I was doing drugs full blown while I was homeless, you know, um, but, uh, this wasn't until, you know, I guess two, three years after I got off the drugs okay, uh, you with were, Jesus. You're doing, you're doing drugs full blown as you're homeless. How are you paying for it? Uh, so they had, uh, they had the conveniently right next to the homeless shelter was a business that was day labor that you showed up and they put you on an assignment. Yeah. And then you could just leave, you you know, not come back in like three days, right? So you, you come, right, and then as soon as you come back, yeah, you pick right back up where you left off, you know? So they were supplying me with the work and... That uh, you needed to. Right, right, and the income that I needed, yeah, that was really being spent all on drugs. Okay. On the streets, yeah. We need to take a a short break. Uh, This is getting interesting, and we're going to find out exactly how your story continues in just a moment. And uh, we're listening to Terry Hall and the Men on this Saturday. We'll be back in just a moment. Stick around. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. We're back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. You're listening to the Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. 
We are back. This is the Terry Saw Weekend Show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. Amanda has joined us, and we're talking with JP, who is telling us a little bit about your your history, I guess, at this point. Right. You're homeless in Fort Collins, Colorado. That's right. How old were you? Oh, was I at uh, 25? Okay, 25, 25 years yeah, old. 25, 20, maybe 24 or something. Right, so you yeah. still got the whole world ahead of you. So I got a, yeah, I okay. was young, young buck. Yeah, so you're homeless in Fort Collins, Colorado. What happened? That's right, yeah, yeah. So a friend drops me off at a homeless shelter called Catholic Charities, right? And from there, you know, I just started to meet people. Um, survival instinct kicked in, right? I started to meet people. Uh, I had to figure this out. Um, I wasn't getting any help, was in a foreign state uh with people i didn't know right so they just started to show me around the town you know show me uh uh, the different services there um how to eat uh how to get clothes uh backpack uh you know camping stuff um and uh where the homeless shelter was the denver rescue mission right so uh which was just right down the street so um there's actually a bridge though you know in between that little half mile stretch from denver rescue mission to uh, Catholic Charities, where I was dropped off. So um, between uh, the Denver Rescue Mission, the railroad, the side of the railroad tracks next to the Denver Rescue Mission, and the bridge in between that and Catholic Charities, you know, that's that's where I called home for uh, two years. Seriously, that long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did a couple winters out there. Yeah. Well, that was, can't be a lot of fun. It, I didn't know the winners in Colorado. It was rough, right? Right. Man. Oh, it was tough. Yeah. Um, now, you know, we have warming shelters, right? So you can stay inside of the shelter if you want. Um, and it was a wet shelter, so they allowed, you know, you to go in if you were, like, drunk or high or whatever okay. it was. Right, right. So I hear a lot of people, a lot of people like to stay on the streets. Right. Was that you? Did you, were you okay with where you were at or did you want it to change or? Uh, no. No, not at the, okay. at, at the time, right? Not yeah, when it's ten degrees below zero. Well, you start, you start. So yeah, right. So yeah. you start to to develop, uh, I guess, a mentality like you know. For me, it was like, okay, well, this is my lot, right? right? So, so this is where I'm at. So I need to learn to survive. And then, after you become comfortable on the streets, and those people are not only your friends but your family, right? Um, mm-hmm. Things get serious out there and that's that's where you're at you know it's it's no longer a threat you it's know to be out there living. right right this is this is just the lot you've been given so you know uh there's still you know people out there that'll hurt you or you know drunk people that could uh, uh act you know off uh impulse or um you know guys on meth out of their minds you know that that could do something or or you know just murderers like I've heard crazy stories out there of, of guys, you know, uh, yeah. who, like, beat their wives or whatever to, you know, uh, to almost to death, you know, and, like, you're sleeping next to them. You know, you're, like, sleeping next to these guys. Um, so there's still that, right? But uh, for the most part, you know, it's safe out there. Um, you're walking around. Uh, meth is a big part of it, right, because you have to sleep with one eye open. Mm-hmm. So... You're pretty much, uh, if you are sleeping, you know, it's a lot during the day and then at night, you know, or at least for myself, I was kind of walking around or uh, hanging what, out. What about your, your things, your stuff? Uh, you, you have a backpack. And, and, every, and everything you own is in that backpack. That's all you have. And you use right. that backpack as a pillow? Right. To avoid someone from taking that backpack? Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's, that's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, so I would sleep, you know, kind of like propped up on the rocks under the bridge, right? With my backpack, like like sleeping in a recliner, right? So, 
my backpack and then uh, have my boots never left my feet. You know, they always stayed on my feet. Um, my pants were uh, uh, ridden with holes, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was tough out there. Um, but, you know, you learn how to live like that, and uh, it just becomes normal, you know. So did, I, you, did you like that lifestyle? I wouldn't say that I liked it, but I, I accepted it. I accepted it, right, yeah. right, yeah. And then you know, when you're on drugs, you're not really thinking about it, right? So um, that that's right. the yeah, it's the pursuit of that your drug, pursuit. right, right. Always that's keeping you busy, keeping your mind occupied from uh, the the Real life. reality, yeah, of what's going on. So yeah, um, I was out there, uh, you know, for that long, and then uh, one day uh, a guy. By the, whose, whose street name was uh, Wizard, you know, tells me that he's going to California, asked if I wanted to go with him. I said, yeah, sure, you know. So uh, he said, okay, uh, yeah, as soon as my van's ready. So I really didn't take it serious, right? I said, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I sure, said, I'll go. Sure, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I said, just let me know when your van's ready. You know, and he's <laughs> like, right, well, it'll be ready at 5 p.m. today. <laughs> and Whoops. So, yeah, I was like, okay, well, <laughs> looks like my backpack's on me, so... <laughs> Let's go. Right. That's all I got. Yeah. So, um, so you're thinking California, 84 degrees. Oh, uh, get this. Yeah. 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 So I'm thinking just California (laughs) in general. Sure. And we start heading east. Whoops. I'm like, guy, the California's the other way. We're going east. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to stop by Nebraska first. And then South That's Dakota. Not even on the way. Not even on the way. And then we're going to go to South Dakota. And then we're going to go to Montana. And then we're going to go to Spokane. And then, you oh, know, wow. so on and so forth. Right, right, right. So wow. I end up just traveling uh, everywhere west of the Mississippi. It seems like, you know, um, eventually make it to California. Right? So um, <laughs> now I'm in California in Eureka. Um, where uh, we had the eclipse. I was in Eureka during the eclipse, yeah. right? And yeah. I didn't. I was so messed up, I didn't even know that it happened. <laughs> it just passed right through. Oh. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my mental state. That's how occupied I was at the yeah. time. You know, just the world was, uh, uh, just didn't even exist, it seemed like, you know. So, um, yeah, I ended up in uh, Fortuna, uh, where I got set up, I believe, by uh, the guy who I was riding with, right? Um, I think he just wanted to get rid of me, you know. So we traded a bunch of wet sage for some marijuana and uh, like a, a, a pound of marijuana in Arcata. Anyways, we're selling it by the handful, right? And then this guy uh, starts bagging everything up, you know, and he puts everything in his bag. And uh, uh, I was wondering, like, why, why is he backing it up, right? But that's a good cause for distribution, you know. So he leaves it open. Anyways, he walks off. As soon as he walks off, you know, five minutes later, cops roll up. Anyway, so the uh, reason I'm, I'm telling the story is because we end up getting a fight after that, you know, and then, like, the guy just disappears. So now I'm all by myself again, all by myself, um, living in Fortuna in a graveyard where I built, like, a makeshift kind of hideaway. With wait, wait, a, in a graveyard? Right, right, in a graveyard, yeah. And then I take, like, branches and sticks, uh, kind of look like vines and uh, uh, fashion this uh, little sleep incubation spot. Well, in a graveyard, you can get a good night's sleep. There's, the no, there's no party. Oh, it was so peaceful. Yeah, it was so peaceful go. until the, uh, the the lawn guy Whoops. comes the next morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? So, anyways, so I, I end up getting a hold of my dad in Fortuna after, you know, a few weeks um, who lives in Salem, Oregon. So that's what I'm doing here now. Um, 
by the grace of God, you know, my dad, after all I've been through, you know, comes and picks me up. I'm just super thankful for that. Um, what was the conversation heading back to Oregon from Fortuna? Oh, I was, was there a lot of, you're going to get your, I was your no, together. Oh, no, 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 no. I was so lit up. My dad really just drove in silence. But just that, just that shows me like the act of that love, you sure, know, sure. was that like even how he knew, he knew how eaten up I was, you know, yet he still came out to, to get me. Um, so finally, you know, it, it, I, I feel like it came from like a lot of like, I don't know, understanding or, or compassion, it's supernatural. God's fingerprints are all over this right. guys. Like this is supernatural, you know, so. Um, come to uh, 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 Salem, where now we start eventually talking about, okay, so you can't come back home because you're so eaten up, so you have to figure out something to do. So he f- hears about Union Gospel Mission, and um, I stay as a guest in Union Gospel Mission for, geez, a year, maybe a little over a year, uh, where I'm just, you know, kind of still getting out of that uh, 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 habit of, of being uh, uh, on the streets, you know, in that mentality, right? right. Uh, but it's so hard, you know, like just, sleep. I remember the first night I slept inside, it was like, I could just feel like, like pins and needles all over me, like the anxiety of being in four walls was just tremendous. Really? Something that I had to grow on. Yeah, yeah, like I, I never thought that I'd be back inside, you know. Wow. Um, so... Yeah, I tried uh, methadone, but methadone didn't work for me, you know, um, works for other people, but didn't work for me, really only gave me an excuse to not worry about the opiate or the heroin, right, and pursue meth Okay. even harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so I just, uh, uh, that escalated, you know, that addiction, as bad as it was, it just escalated even further, right, and then... Uh, I was going to move back home. I got a plane ticket, and again, uh, God's fingerprints, you know. I was going to move back home. It was like October 8th. I, I remember the date, you know. It was like October 8th. And home's Louisiana. Louisiana, okay. right. I was going to get a flight. Well, the flight fell through. I think the mother of my kids went to jail. That's what happened. Mother of my kids went to jail on like uh, the September 31st or something like that. And then I was like, well, so much for that, you know, so... Buck Fink, who was the guest manager at the time, I was like, hey, well, you know, we always got the New Life Fellowship that I always said no to, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I went through that, and um, God met me right there, you know, they, they say that Jesus meets you where you're at, and that is 100% true, you know, no matter what you're going through, like, Jesus loves you, man, and he loved me, and he showed me that. We, we need to take a short break, don't go anywhere, because we're, uh, we're just getting warmed up here. Um, today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, Peace Lule, State Farm Insurance. More in just a minute. Stick around. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. We're back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. We are back with our final few minutes of today's show. We're talking with uh, JP, who grew up in Louisiana, ended up in Colorado, California, and now you're up here in Salem. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the, this whole story, I, I've always figured that I was uh, running from something. 
you know, and it's really funny that um, now here we are, we're in Salem. Um, I'm in the New Life Fellowship Program. This is where uh, I found Jesus, right? So it wasn't that I was running from something, but the whole time running to something, you know, okay. and that's right, right. Are you clean right Jesus. now? I am, yeah. yeah, how, yeah. Many, how long have you been clean? Oh, boy, however long it was. Let's see, November 2017, so probably January 2018, because I did relapse like the first month, you know, in the program. So 18, so about four years. Okay, good Seems for like, you. Yeah, like four years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a big yeah, accomplishment. Thank you. Good yeah, 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 yeah. It's about four do you, years. Do you, are you in contact with, how many children do you have? Uh, two. Okay, are you in contact with them at all? I am, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. How old are they? Uh, I got one that's 10 and one that's six. Okay. Yeah. Do do either one of them know about what you went through at all, or is it too too young for them? Or uh, I would imagine that it's too young for them, mm-hmm. or maybe that's what I like to tell myself, you know. <laughs> but uh, no telling what you know the their uh, other side of that family is saying, you know. So well, I, I are they back per- in Louisiana? They are, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I haven't I haven't personally, you know, told them anything. Yeah, not that I remember at least. Um, what? How do you think you will react if if your ten year old one day he says, hey, Dad, I think I'm going to smoke some pot. Oh, well, um, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, again, uh, meet him with understanding and compassion just the way my dad uh, met me, you know. Um, I would certainly uh, uh, be super transparent in telling him my story, you right. know, let him know yeah. that, that, dude, this is the gateway of everything that's happened to me um, and well, where uh, – Go ahead. Yeah, where 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 I had ended up, you know. So, just really, just let him know, you know, like the severity of his action, um, but still, you know, uh, have grace in that. What what has the Union Gospel Mission done for you? Yeah. So right. So I, I go through the New Life Fellowship program. Um, start out, you know, in a candidate phase. It's got uh, four phases. You know, phase one, phase two, phase three. Uh, and then you get into an exodus phase and just through all of that, um, again, they met me with, with more compassion and grace and love. Um, they, they gave me so much, you know, uh, they have a learning center there headed by Scott Raske, you know, who, um, who just teaches us, uh, uh, you know, how to be, uh, Christian men, um, but then also, uh, gives remedials in, uh, you know, math and English and, uh, 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 other subjects, you know, that we can then uh, take with us out in life. Uh, they have a GED program over there that's huge for those who come in, don't have their GED. Um, they have counseling there that's uh, just uh, so amazing, you know. So at least for the men's side, you know, they have uh, three counselors, um, and uh, you meet weekly. You know, they're able to just walk through uh, everything that's happened in your life, Um you go through what they call false beliefs, you know, so that's anything that you may think to be true but really isn't true, you know, which really helps with, like, you know, your identity in Christ and not uh, how you may see yourself, right, because above all, the heart's deceitful, you know. Um, so so they walk you through that in, um, in, in teaching you, you know, like, uh, uh, that's actually not the truth, you know, that's, that's the truth that you may think that may be of this world, you know, but this is really the truth of God right here. So we meet with false beliefs that are backed by scripture and everything. So that's great. Um, we walk through other classes, you know, um, 
that deal with trauma, uh, deal uh, some more with like biblical manhood. Um, and uh, overall, they just they, they just gave me hope, you know. Where, where are you at right now? So right now, um, I'm living with my dad right now. So all of that's been reconciled, right? So that's great. Right, right. So he's he's allowed me to move into his house um, while I go to school, which is backed by a scholarship program that the UGM offers. If you oh, wow. good for you, right? Yeah, yeah, right. If you uh, uh, complete the program over there. So um, yeah, I'm at Shemekita right now uh, in my second year, uh, doing great. Got a three point nine grade point Look average. At you. Yeah, so God's good. Yeah, Man. God, God's so good in that. Um, it's funny the uh, uh, scripture that's used by the Learning Center is Romans twelve two, right? You know, so don't be conformed to this world, but be renewed by the transforming of your mind, right? And I mean, I could truly say that God has transformed my mind. So now I'm able to like test and approve the will of God, you know, that's good, pleasing, perfect, right? So, uh, just, uh, just, just understanding, uh, that's it. Overall, I have hope, but you know, just being able to understand God's will for me in my life right now, um, is just tremendous in, uh, in, in the transformation that's taken place. So life is good right now, isn't it? Life is great. Yeah. Now, I really you can't complain. to do that program? Oh, I was asked over and over and <laughs> over for like the year and however many months. So what made you finally say, okay, I'm ready? Rock bottom. Okay. Yeah, yeah, rock bottom. So, yeah, um, and I know I'm not the only one, you know, that's met rock bottom, but I, I do know whenever I got there, the only place I had to look was up. Right. Right, uh, and when I looked up, it was so dark. You know, but but as, as soon as Jesus came into my life, I just started to see that light and just started to draw nearer and nearer and nearer. Yeah. And now everything, yeah, everything has been brought in the light now. So you proud of yourself now? Uh, I'm. Both, you ought to be. Well, I'm very proud of, of what Jesus has done in my life. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm thankful. Thankful. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Because you 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 went out yeah. there, you you hit the bottom. I did. And, and now you're you're climbing out of that hole, aren't you? It, right, right. It wasn't easy. It was yeah. especially not on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's great. You know, with you Christ, with Christ, everything's possible. Yeah. So, Alana, tell us a little bit about Union Gospel Mission. If there's if there's somebody that has more inf- uh, a need to get a hold of you, mm-hmm. or they may have a loved one that they'd like to mm-hmm. have some help. Yeah, but JP's story is unique. Each story is unique, um, but his story is one of many. Uh, people, men and women whose lives have been changed at Union Gospel Mission. And um, we want to address mind, body, and spirit and really make sure that they're they're getting those wraparound services um, that are going to change their life, not just for now, but for years to come, that it is long-lasting life change. So, if someone wants to get involved, I mean, if you want to, if you want to read more stories like JP's, you, you can always go on our website and His check stories out stories are more. tearjerkers. They are. I, yeah, I, I cry when I read them. <laughs> I, I was in tears. <laughs> yeah, they're powerful. They're powerful. And it, and it is just proof that something good is happening at Union Gospel Mission. And so if you want to partner with us to help change more lives like JP's, um, you can always go to ugmsalem.org slash donate to give. Um, that's one way. You know, we could always use more financial support because it, it costs money to, to help people. Yeah. Right. That's just the reality. Um, but it feels good to help. Um, 
Or, you know, you can always go to our website to sign up for a tour as well and see for yourself what is going on at, at both of our shelters, Samanka you got, Place after or the you listen to JP's story, you got to feel proud. I mean, you guys, you guys saved this man's life. You got to feel proud. Well, we, it feels good to be helped. Uh, yeah. 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 Instruments, instruments for the Lord, for sure. Wow. Amazing story. Amanda, that's going to wrap it up for us. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. JP, we're proud of you. You did awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. God's good. And uh, was there a phone number for Union Gospel Mission? Ooh, 503-967-6388. We're just about out of time for today's show. Remember, you can catch our show every Saturday at 10 a.m. and a replay Sundays at 6 p.m. right here on Salem's original radio station, KSLM. A reminder, if you missed any of today's show or would like to hear any of my shows, you can always hear a podcast on our official KSLM website at www.kslm.news or on my official website at www.terrysaul.com. If you would like to drop me a note, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is terry at kslm.news. We'll see you next time. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to The Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is brought to you by The Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Holmes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Good show. Bye, everybody.